the day after I woke up from the DUI, I really felt before the Lord humbled as in, I am screwing my life up. So God, please take this. I can't do it anymore. You can have do with it what you want. Use me how you want. Let me be a vessel for how, whatever it is that you want me to do. Now, there's your altered story right there. That's wow. where it began, I yeah. would say. But it didn't, yeah. like it didn't really, it, it just kind of unfold, continued to unfold. I didn't actually quit drinking until I was 23. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello. And welcome to my seventh episode of Altered Stories. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Michelle Renee Gutch, and I am so excited to start 2019 off with an amazing God story and guest. Before we get started, though, I just wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping. For those of you that know me, we've been trying to get our 501c3. Uh, status from the IRS, and we hope to have that. Uh, it's been delayed because of the furlough, so we're keeping our fingers crossed that we're going to get that status going soon. And then also wanted to let you know, doing things a little different, we're going to be doing some video recording of guests this year. I'm excited to get out on some other podcast platforms. We're going to be working on that. So we're taking it up a notch. Um, but anyway, that's enough of just a little bit of housekeeping. I wanted to get started by introducing my guest here, Shay Sparks. Ladies, isn't she lovely? Um, I'll tell you a little bit about Shay. She's the Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Hope. She's communication and mindset coach, empowerment speaker, and author of a book called How to Get Your Voice Back. She also hosts a podcast, The Power of Investing in People, which I'm going to be honored to be able to get interviewed on. Um, so anyway, just a little bit more. Shay uncovered her passion for making a difference in other people's lives while being a cosmetologist. Can you check her hair out, ladies? Look at that. Um, and engaging in some deep, meaningful conversations with those around her. I mean, I've been talking with her and wow, she does, she's pretty profound. Um, she helps people gain their confidence with her great communication. And she likes having those real conversations like I like to have. Mm -hmm. Be authentic, mm -hmm. that's what we need today. Yes. Uh, we just need to be more authentic. But she likes to have those conversations that people don't really like to have sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, she's known for facilitating a breakthrough for her clients uh, by peeling away, as she calls it, the onions, the layers of their mindset, negative inner dialogue. And all the while, she's very compassionate and empathetic. And I can tell you in the short time I've known her, because I've been blessed to meet her through a, a mutual coach, um, she does have a lot of compassion and empathy. Oh, thank you. And then her story, wow, there's a lot involved, but you're going to hear a little bit more from me here soon um, through some of my questions to her. Um, but she has overcome a lot. She's overcome abuse, addiction, being a bully, being bullied, anger, low self-esteem, 
but she's had a lot of just breakthroughs there with a lot of support and help. And I'm going to now move into the big question that I always ask my guests on the onset, and that is, so Shay, where does your God story begin? Whew, begin. Ah, gosh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> it, it, it is. Um, I would say it begins um, when I was a kid, I really went, started going to church all the time and found out very early on that my family was churchgoers, not Christ followers. Yes, there difference. is a difference. There yes, is. Yes. Yeah. And what I found is that um, myself, I really had a deep connection with God through prayer. And my family, I didn't really see that. And so that's kind of where it started. And what I would do is instead of taking God and looking at him like a genie of a bottle and, oh, God, can I have this and only pray for things when you want them, I would pray as God was my best friend, like taking him out of my back pocket and going, hey, God, this is what's going on and, and mm -hmm. I'm laying it at your feet and you can have it and deal with it instead of me taking it on and trying to control things. Even yeah. as a little kid, I understood that. Yeah. What's interesting is it didn't... Um, it really kind of helped me because I could have, I was a bad kid, so I could have been a whole lot worse. It's hard to, for me <laughs> to really think of Shay as being a bad kid. Oh, well, thank you. And yeah. uh, my, my parents are gone now, but they would probably uh, t uh, definitely <laughs> disagree with you on that. So, yeah, my story started when I was about sixth grade was the first time I got drunk. Wow. And um, by the time I was 15, I was drinking every day. And by the time I was 16, I got a DUI. My one and only DUI. Yeah. And it was that that really changed my life. So I got a DUI and I was really kind of thinking about the word humble and what does humble mean. And the day after I woke up from the DUI, I really felt before the Lord humbled as in I am screwing my life up. So God, please take this. I can't do it anymore. You can have, do with it what you want. Use me how you want. Let me be a vessel for how, whatever it is that you want me to do. Now. There's your altered story right there. That's wow. where it began, I yeah. would say. But it didn't, yeah. like it didn't really, it, it just kind of unfold, continued to unfold. I didn't actually quit drinking until I was 23. And the reason I quit drinking is because I was in an abusive relationship by that time. But I didn't realize it was abusive. And he was also an alcoholic. And a lot of alcoholics meet other alcoholics, and someone has to be the sober one. Now, was alcoholism something that was in your family background? So being yeah. um, in an abusive relationship and with alcohol, everything is very familiar. Everything is, can sometimes alcoholism can be hereditary. And my dad, I would say, didn't necessarily have, was an alcoholic. Well, he wouldn't have called it an alcoholic. But I definitely said he had a drinking problem. What's also interesting is my grandfather on my mom's side, she called him an alcoholic. Wow. So it does, okay. I do have some family history. Yeah. And um, my brother, in fact, just quit drinking in the last year. So I think there's definitely oh, wow. so stuff good. there, right? And from there, I mean, I really just took the catalyst of drinking, but that was just the one thing. There was so many more things that's happened over my life. That God just really kind of, like you said, the onion, that we just peel it away and heal and get to who God really designed us to be. Wow, how profound. And so when you 
decided that you were tired of drinking. Mm -hmm. What what happened? What led you to that epiphany that you just couldn't do that anymore? Well, that's an interesting story because it's not like most people. It wasn't like rock bottom. For me, rock bottom was... Um, my boyfriend at the time, we went out and we had partied all night. And the next day he he woke up and he says, you do really stupid things when you drink. And I said, okay, that's it. I'm done. Um, I went to the refrigerator and told the beer in the refrigerator, I can never have another one of you again. And that was it. I literally just quit drinking. I think believe it was be God grace to me with right. that because I had to deal with all this abuse coming at me that um, he knew that I would not have been able to go to AA and go through a 12 step because I was so consumed by this man who was controlling me. Wow. So he allowed me to just quit cold turkey and be done with it. That's really amazing yes. because usually that doesn't happen exactly, that way. Exactly. And I've never so. had a desire to drink since. So it's been 20 years since I've been sober. Well, congratulations. Thank you. That's Thank a huge you. step. Thank you. But it's a testament to your faith, leaning in a little, yes. and also turning that over to God in your life. Yes, definitely. Um, and letting God carry you through and mm. giving you the strength and seeing the bigger picture, obviously, so. Oh, yes, and you said carrying through the footprints yeah. poem. I mean, like, I know when God's carrying me through many situations in my life. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So this was just one, and now, did you, during this time when you were drinking, and were there other, you know, things that occurred? When I was drinking? Um, yeah, so when you were drinking. During yeah. my teenage years, I was a bully. I was not a nice person. And I was bullied as a little kid mm -hmm. and just, you mm -hmm. know, hurt people, hurt people, right? And I know that's not an excuse, but that unfortunately is what happens. People who are bullies are bullied by someone else. And that's a whole other story. But at some point, my goal is to actually develop a program to help bullies understand that they're just trying to get their needs met and they're not getting them met. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone ever take the opportunity to explain why the bullies are the bullies mm -hmm. or somebody that has a heart to reach out and get to the core in the understanding of what causes bullies to be bullies. Well, I yeah. saw my path, right? So I was a bully. I was a teenage alcoholic. I got a DUI. I was on probation. I was in an abusive relationship. And so I saw, see that, and I think how many other people that are in prison or in jail today started out getting bullied by someone, became a bully, mm -hmm. and then that was their path. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, maybe I can do something to change that because a lot of times we make a box and put that kid in, right? right? And they're right. a bad kid or they're a bully. And so they believe that, and then they just go their whole life, and they continue to do bad. Wow. So, yeah. So after the age of 23, mm -hmm. okay, where did your path take you from there? So I was still with the ex-boyfriend, and I was started journaling, actually. And in that journaling moment, I used to pray, God, take care of him, fix him, heal him. And at some point... It shifted. I don't know when or how it shifted. And it was like, no, honey, you pray for yourself. Like, I felt God was saying that to me. Like, yeah. no, no, you pray for you. Yeah. And I 
really then started shifting it and going, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do in this relationship? How do you want me to be? Wow. How can I show up in the world? What is it? How do you want to use me? What, how am I going to be your vessel? A beacon of hope is what I used to say. How do you want me to be a beacon of hope? And so that's also one of the ways my, the, my name of my company came out of was Sparks of Hope is I'm a beacon of hope. What a transformational, I mean, that's huge in your story and it really turned the tables yes of yes. you and where god's purpose was for you in your life yes and so i i love hearing that and it's exciting that god is taking that all now and using you in so <laughs> yes, many ways definitely, definitely. whether it's through you know, she has a book now and like I mentioned, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she has her business. She's doing her podcast. Yes. And are you counseling too or coaching yes. others? Or okay. Yes, I do coach others. So I actually, he was in a car accident. And what I did after the car accident immediately within the first week was started counseling, Christian yeah. counseling, in depth. I would be there sometimes twice a week and just really peeling away the layers is what I call it. And then I started hiring coaches and really trying to figure it out, okay, what is it that I'm supposed to do? What is it that God designed me to do? Where am I going? What am I doing? And in the last couple of years, I really developed a, my own coaching program. And so what I do is I help other women who mm-hmm. are in a relationship, and it may not have to be abusive, but in a relationship where they don't feel like they can use their voice. They don't feel like they can communicate effectively right. on what's really going on. They're not saying, hey, this is what I need. So they don't know how to move forward in the relationship. Right. So right. they may feel stuck. They may feel jilted. They may feel like they're not in loved enough or not understood. Well, there's a reason why that's happening. And a lot of times it's in the language that we use to another person and the language we have in, in our head. That's where the mindset comes in. Yeah. So we're believing an old lie that someone told us or we even told ourselves as kids. And that's how I developed my coaching program. That's awesome. So um, for you, when you were going through that rehabilitation and trying to get away from what you were listening to Mm -hmm. in your head, what did you lean into in the Bible? I know you have a favorite verse, but I mean, were you, was it in your prayer time, your devotional time, or how... How did you integrate your faith into that reconditioning or that mindset that you're in? Well, my favorite verse is Philippians 4, 6. Pray, period. Just pray. (laughs) And then there's another verse, pray without ceasing. And I think that's it, that constant dialogue. My journaling went from just this is what's going on to dear Heavenly Father. And it was literally a, a letter to God every day. Wow. And it's it's having that connection. And then from thinking to yourself, oh, what should I do in this particular situation, whatever that is, or asking someone else's advice, who do I go to? I go to God. I go to my Heavenly Father. And I say, right. okay, God, what do I do this in this situation? in this. Even today getting dressed, I said, okay, God, what do you want me to wear? I mean, literally, I am constantly leaning on him in order to take that next step in life because that's what we have to do. That's what he wants us to do. Absolutely. And that's how the relationship is built. It's not about being in in a building in a church. It's about having that relationship with him. Yeah. So many people miss that mark. Yes. But 
it's what I think is necessary to begin to help you through difficult times and struggles too. Yes. And God never fails you. He, he never, I mean, so many go to others and feel extremely disappointed, you know, but when you go directly to God, it's a different, it's a different way, in my opinion, of, of actually healing. Yes. Um, yes. And I think you build a relationship that is very personal and mm -hmm. very much needed, especially healing through some of those things that you went through, child alcoholism, and then going from that to, you know, going into and making poor choices. I know that from mm -hmm. having come out of a cult mm -hmm. and then, you know, never really healing from the brokenness yes. that came out of that. And then moving from that into a abusive relationship mm -hmm. and not really taking the time to heal the way you need to, right. because you don't know what you're, right. when you're not healed, right. you don't know that you need to be healed. We don't it's know when what you, you don't know. Right. It's you when you get you out know. of those yes. circumstances yes. that you begin to see the devastation. Yes. And that's where coach like you or, you know, counseling, all those things and, you know, bringing in your faith to help you yes. and Definitely. those things to be an overcomer, which Shay is. <laughs> and I am too. Yes. So it's wonderful that our paths have crossed. I agree. So... Um, so moving on, um, we've talked a lot about just who you are. We've talked, like we've shared, um, about your relationship with God, your, mm -hmm. where you are today. Mm -hmm. And, of course, how has this changed your relationship with others? By oh. being whole, by being um, yeah. at a good place to where you can actually now build joy bring joy to others. So my title is self uh, chief executive. What did I call it? Chief excitement. excitement officer. <laughs> and the reason I call it excitement is because now I realize that there's this little kid inside of me that's so excited, can't wait to get out and play that uh, it just exudes from me where before it was hidden. Um, and I really had to take that time, like we've talked many times, uncovering, peeling away those layers of an onion to really to really get there. And what's so interesting is kind of how what you said is I have a podcast called The Power of Investing in People because what I found is that when you invest in yourself, number one, and then you go share your story, mm -hmm. it empowers that other person to then go, oh, hey, if she can do it, I can do it. And they go out and they go do something. And then they come back and they say, oh my gosh, because of what you did, I now did this. And it empowers you to continue to invest in yourself. And it gets this amazing, wonderful cycle instead of a vicious cycle. It's a wonderful cycle. And so it's really about investing in yourself first. And then you can overflow from a full cup mm -hmm. rather than trying to give out from an empty cup. That's why it's so important, ladies, that you tell your stories. I mean, it's it takes an act of courage mm -hmm. to be able to do that. But... Yes. When you do, it really builds much into the life of those that need to hear it. So I'm so grateful that you're willing to come on today and share all the great things that God's done and all the great things that you're doing as a result. And to wrap this up, um, I would like to kind of get your perspective. So 
we have a woman today that's struggling, whether it's with abuse, because it's really hard, that cycle of domestic violence or just abuse, mm -hmm. you know, being in an emotionally abusive relationship mm -hmm. or friendship, or also maybe drinking, mm -hmm. you know, a closet drinker or someone that's right. struggling. I mean, what what is your recommendation for those that may not have a support system, may not have a church, you know, maybe they're just trying to hide this or they're saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. What is your recommendation for women that may, or, or you know, younger women, <clears throat> older women, all ages that may be going through these things? Well, first of all, my recommendation would be pray. First mm -hmm. and foremost, that's really where the relationship starts is praying. Two, definitely invest in yourself. And that might mean counseling, that might mean coaches, but it also means reading books. And um, two of the books, besides my own, of course, but two <laughs> of the books are Boundaries by McLeod and Townsend and Women Who Love Too Much by Robin Norwood. Wonderful books. They really help you understand mm -hmm why you're doing the things that you're doing. Maybe it's familiar, maybe you don't even know because like we said, you don't know what you don't know. So it's really about in prayer, prayer first, invest in yourself second. Okay, wow, there's such great, great things that come out of the power of prayer. Yes. I, mean, I, I just, without it, I don't know how I would have ever gotten through. Me either. So I really appreciate that Thank you're you. leading women to that. Do you have a website or do you have an email? If a woman wanted to reach out to you, yes. um, do you mind sharing that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Right. So my website is sparksofhope.co.com. It's .co. And then my website or my email is shay at, which shay is S-H-A, at sparksofhope.co. Okay, yeah. great. Well, thank you so much. Oh, well, thank this has you. Been so fun. Yeah, so hey, ladies, until the next time, um, check out Shay's book, check out her website, and I hope you were uplifted and encouraged by what you heard today. Thank you all. Altered Stories is a new ministry, and if you enjoyed today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of everyday women, too. So why don't you share the link to our website, alteredstories.org. Share it on your social media. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in financially supporting this outreach. To find out more, just log on to alteredstories.org. That's alteredstories.org.